Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. After the final score edition, I'm John Steppe, joined by the one and only Michael Oss. And we're here in the Kinnick Press Box after a 24-17 loss to a team that had three wins going into this. Iowa just needed to win to go to the Big Ten Championship game. Pretty simple path. I think a lot of the advanced odds were giving them 70-80%-ish chances. They didn't get it done, though, in a game where you look at all three facets of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, there were missed opportunities in all three. Uh, let me think about special teams. The oh, muff yeah, punt yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, I, you're leaping right. the shield. You're right, leaping the shield. That was a new one on me, but apparently they were guilty of it, and that one hurt. Fumbled punt return hurt. A lot of things hurt. Uh, not going to Indianapolis hurts. I can focus on basketball. They won again today. <laughs> <laughs> we had a double-digit lead. Clemson came all the way back to tie, and Iowa held tough. Won. Probably play TCU tomorrow. Is that what, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, look. The West Division title was theirs for the taking, but they... I give Nebraska so much credit. So, I'm, I mean... So much credit. They're three and eight. They know there's going to be a coaching change. So they can't save their coach's job or their interim coach's job. And the report was even out from ESPN before the game started. Yeah, Matt Rule supposedly going to get the job, or they're getting close. The players didn't care. They went out and played. They played with spirit and heart and gusto, and they built a twenty-four nothing lead. But it wouldn't be Nebraska if that lead didn't, <laughs> you know, evaporate. But Nebraska won, and they partied like crazy after the game. And this was a long time before they got off the field, and good for them. Good for them. But for Iowa, a chance to really write one of the most unlikely stories this program has had, going from 3-4 and four and 1-3 and three in the Big Ten to a West title, four-fifths of the way there. But when they should have and could have taken the fifth step, fell down. And they had the chance to kind of prove the doubters wrong, but I feel like the doubters got this one right when you look at it in terms of them coming up Boy, short. I didn't. I thought they were going to win this game by more than the 10.5 points they were favored by. Oh, I meant season long. Oh, yeah, everyone yeah. in the free world, myself included, thought that Iowa is going to win this one. Yeah. But when you look back kind of big picture at the last five weeks – a lot of people wouldn't have believed you if you said they were going to go 5-0, and and it showed here. why. No, it was amazing, though, how many people I I heard from who said, I, I said that they were going to, after Ohio State, they were going to win out. I was like, really? <laughs> you should have sent me a note. <laughs> uh, now my email box is full of people calling me a jinx and blaming me for Nebraska being all fired up, which just shows you that a lot of people are not real bright. But back to the topic, this wasn't a division championship quality team, and sometimes these things work themselves out. However, the champion of the West probably isn't going to be a division champion quality team either. (laughs) Might be Purdue. All they have to do is win tomorrow, but we've heard that one before. (laughs) So, uh, you know, they're 7-5. and They're going to go to a bowl game that doesn't mean anything against an opponent that doesn't is of little repute. Uh, to me, the season's ended today. 
Yeah, it really set in during the press conference and writing that, hey, the only other time this team is in a play is in a bowl game, and it could be the Music City Bowl, it could be the Duke's Mayo Bowl, whatever, that really isn't the same as a game like this where you have a Big Ten West title really yeah, in I your grasp. For a week, you could dare to dream. Iowa got resoundingly beaten by both Michigan and Ohio State. One was more lopsided on the scoreboard than the other, but Iowa clearly was not up to the levels of those two teams, and everybody knew it, and it was going to be a week of David and Goliath, or David and Goliath's bigger brother. But you could have had a week of fun, you know? What, what, nothing to lose. Go to Indy, play with that defense. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. They might have got hammered. Probably they would have, but it would have you would have been a champion of something. You, you know? hang up a banner for division yeah, titles, and they would have. They always they never miss a chance to hang any kind of a banner. Instead, that uh, trophy room of theirs, as you walk into the football complex, has got a lot more elbow room for the next several months than it had before because two of the four trophies are gone, and they won't have to worry about a place to find the West Trophy. Yeah. Imagine uh, losing to Iowa State and Nebraska at home. Nebraska is one in seven in the Big Twelve. Uh, excuse me, Iowa State's one in seven in the Big Twelve. Nebraska came into this game two and six in the Big Ten, and you lose to both at home. That's not too good. No, and that whole November football magic—it wasn't very magical. Fourteen in a row they'd won in November. Well, all good things must come to an end. Yeah. And I think looking ahead, the biggest concern, I would say, is probably at offensive line, if you're looking at one position group. I think we agree. I mean, you asked Ferentz the question about it, and and he was trying to deflect blame from them. Well, I don't remember an Iowa offensive line that was that inefficient. I just don't remember one. I mean, my memory is hazy, and it doesn't go all the way back to year one. But I'm talking about when they had – Competent teams. Yeah. This line was just not there. And look, two weeks ago they won with 146 yards of offense. So they, they played on, on uh, house money. They had, what was it, 166 yards against South Dakota State and one didn't score a touchdown. Uh, they played on house money this year. They could so easily have had a losing season. So... Uh, in the end, you, you know, you kind of get the record and the finish that you deserve. And this was a 7-5 and five team. And now they could go 8-5, and five, they could go 7-6 and six with the bowl game, but that... Nobody cares right now. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be a, a, a curiosity come wherever it is and whoever it is they play. Um, to some of us. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm... I guess that most people are ready to move on right now, but they'll get three more hours of presumed entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, but it's not going to be a, a game of impact or meaning. And I think the other thing, too, is even before that one game, that isn't really of meaning. There are a lot of decisions, and I wrote a little bit about this, about how, okay, if you're somebody like Alex Padilla... 
you were told last year that you were going to have the chance to compete. Yeah. And he really didn't have the chance to compete. And you look at the wide receivers and, okay, they see what Charlie Jones did when he made a move. You're going to have the extra COVID years. You're going to have, do you use it, do you not? You're going to have the bowl opt in or opt out. We mm. know Jack Campbell will still play in the bowl game. He made it very clear when I asked. Yeah, about well, you it. knew that. I mean, everybody knew. Oh, yeah. Him, yeah. And we needed to ask the but, question but, to but have it on record. Everything you're saying is, 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 they're good points. I mean, yeah, uh, it's going to be far more interesting, the off field stuff that, that, comes down in the weeks and months to come as opposed to, you know, the Hellman's Mayonnaise Bowl in Greensboro, North Carolina, or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> uh, if you're Alex Padilla, he didn't sound like somebody who was too ready to commit to another year of this. No, and I wouldn't I, I, either. I give him a lot of credit for how he played in this game. Yeah. I really do. I mean, yeah, there was a botched snap again, and the last pass was a pick. He threw 27 passes in the second half. They started that half, or uh, they were 24 to nothing behind through no fault of his. Well, almost no fault. Yeah, I mentioned the fumble. Yeah, but, and there was the interception at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, at the very end. Okay, but it's fourth and eight. You're at your own 22, and you're, you're running for your life, more or less. Like yeah. Like it was on every pass that series. But, but he made a lot of plays to help them get back in this, as did some of his receivers. And they were just a hair from Arlen Bruce pulling off a, you know, it would have been one of the great plays of the season. It was just out of bounds by, you know, oh so little. But I thought Padilla played very well. But uh, they don't see him as the guy. It's It's been clear all year. So yeah. I got to think, I mean, just from his voice and his body language, it's hard to imagine him coming back. I don't know what's going to happen on down the line at other positions. But... They've got to get in that transfer portal this offseason. I mean, you can't keep doing what they did last offseason. The, the offensive line was inadequate. They didn't bring in a blocker, and they knew they needed help. Yeah. He doesn't, Ferentz doesn't like ch- change or unfamiliarity. That's why I don't get your hopes up about a change at offensive coordinator, because it ain't happening. And he, and he likes players that he knows very well. He likes veteran players that he knows very well. They have to change that mindset. They've got to get in that portal. Purdue did, yeah. and unless Purdue blows it against Indiana, Purdue's going to the Big Ten title game. And you don't necessarily have to become Nebraska, where you have a huge chunk of your team that's new. No, or no, nobody's, USC, nobody's where, saying that. Yeah. But if you just look, okay, how much better would this team have been if they got, let's see, maybe one or two wide receivers from the portal, one or two offensive linemen? Yeah. Talking about just small numbers of additions, nothing yeah. enormous. Agreed. That, you know, it's not like they have to be totally different. You just need a little bit Competent. of adjustment. Competent. Yeah. You know? Which is all they really ask their offense to be anyway, competent. Yeah. And if it wasn't for those turnovers, the defense probably does enough. It wasn't perfect. They gave up some big plays. Cooper DeGene being out hurt a lot. Yeah, you'll never know if DeGene had stayed if this wouldn't have been a totally different game. But 
Injuries happen in football, and Iowa has had a pretty good run of luck this year. I, I mean, I know they wouldn't say that with their receiving core. And, yeah. You know, I grant you that's a pretty big donut hole there, especially the first half of the season. But overall, I mean, I do the injury – I do these game reports uh, every week, and there's an injury report in the game report, and Iowa just hasn't had very many injuries. Well, okay, they got socked the last two games. It happens. Yeah. Every team they played has had injury problems, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Every team they played had a key player suddenly gone. Yeah. It happened to them, and they bring in the number two guy behind the gene, and he, and he couldn't get it done. No. And, um, okay, you know. That's part of the game. Uh, they always talk about next man up. Well, sometimes it doesn't work out. No, it really didn't. And, you know, I think the perfect way to wrap it up is the text I got from one friend who's an Iowa alum during the game that I just saw. Oh, boy. That kind of sums it up there, where they had the opportunity, they didn't get it, and now we have these things to ponder for the next month. Well, you do. I'm going to cover some basketball. <laughs> well, on that note, that will do it for this edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. Until next time, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.